Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It's Tingle Creek weekend. A good amount of supporting action as well. Across the country on Saturday and Sunday and over in Ireland as well. The Beecher Chase, the Peterborough Chase and the John Durkin. Some weekend, Jim. Yeah, looks action-packed throughout. Uh, good Grade 1 action at Sandown. Um, the return of Envoy Allen in a proper race instead of a little schooling session in Grade 3. Um, nice novice chase at Sandown. Some good races at Weatherby as well and, and, and Aintree with the Grade 2 many clouds. Really looking forward to it, to be honest. And a bit of a Welsh National trial. Yeah, we will have a, a quick rattle through of all the action this weekend. We're a little bit pushed for time, but we will try and get through as much as we can. Uh, starting at Sandown on Saturday, Jim, my eye, very exciting, goes in the first uh, for Harry Fry and Lorcan Murder, up against Hardcore as well, who beat Goodrisk at all down at Exeter. Could be a decent little novice hurdle there. Our good mate Shiroko's dream runs in the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle as well. The second race on the card, the favourite is Owner's Group's Horse Fable. There's a decent little novice handicap at 115. We're not going to you know, use any energy on that. So the first race we will have a bit of a discussion about is a Henry VIII novice's chase at 150. Third time lucky, 6-4-5 to, to be Edward Stone at 9-2. Warlord, what a revelation. He's proved over fences this season for the Tizards. 6-1, to 13-2 Minella Drama, 7's Il Ridotto, 12's Soul and Silver, and 16-1 to 1 for Do Your Job. Jim, third time lucky. I say he's a horse who, who baffled me a bit last season. Been so impressed by him this year. And in a weird way, I'm surprised he's as big as six to four, but I still don't think I'd back him at that price. Yeah, you always feel like you want to take third time lucky on. And, and last season, you were certainly in that category, Lewis. You weren't a fan of him at all. And like you've said, he's been a revelation over fences this year and puts everything into it, has a... I think the fact that he's so keen and forward going that that helps the fact over two miles when there was a time where you were thinking over two mile four that would be more up his street but staying at two miles this year is is probably going to suit him perfectly Um, I think this is a very interesting race I'm looking to take third time lucky on I know that he's well founded in the Arco market and I'm sure there's uh, the battalion of Irish chasers that will be looking to take him on this year um, however, I have been very impressed with how he jumps. Sandown's a completely different proposition, though. Um, we haven't seen him round anything really like that. We've seen him round Kempton, where he won that novice hurdle beat Flickavoy, which I think he was fairly lucky to have won that. I think Onto Victory could have got the better of him that day. He was going better than him uh, at the time before falling. Um, Kempton is probably the nearest of his form figures that I like Sandown. Uh, and that's saying something. So there's not an awful lot to go on there. Big flat galloping tracks seem to be what he enjoys. So a tight turning sand down um, will not necessarily be up his street. Um, the other horses in behind, Warlord for the Tizard, who, uh, an- another res- revelation over fences since dropping back down to two miles after being campaigned over two, three, two, five for, for most of last season uh, and most of his career so far. Um, has shown the drop back to two miles is, wasn't uh, a bad decision. And it was a nice graduation chase he ran in last time. Minella Drama was in second, who uh, re-opposes here. And 
just got a little bit outpaced Manila Drama as Warlord was accelerating and he, he used a sharp turn of pace coming to the last and sort of almost put the race to bed and almost just idled a little bit towards the end. Um, with Warlord's jumping, I have been impressed in, in whole how he jumps, but I just get a feeling he trails his back legs occasionally just through the back of him and on a little swish of his tail every time. It might be his tail hitting the fence, but the last four jumps looking on his last run, he just it wasn't an awkward tendency. It was just something there. And the fact that he idled close home, um, Brendan Fowles did an ex- excellent job to keep him interested late on and, and he just hung on to Manella Drama. Um, Manella Drama had outstanding form last year, uh, second in that grade one at Aintree, uh, winning some nice races and beat by Favois, another nice horse um, at Haydock. He's, he's not exactly looked the most natural chaser, even though his pedigree would suggest that. Um bit chancy at a few fences, especially the one at Utoxy to the last two he, he fairly rifled through. Um, so I'd, I'd be I'd be cautious of him in this. I think he has the potential, but maybe next year when he settles down a bit, learns to settle, um, he could be a, a, a different proposition. Il Ridotto last weekend absolutely sluiced up um, in that handicap chase off a mark of 131. He's since been put up. Um, 12 pounds in the handicap and fully understandable and um, he's only a four year old and showed that so much progression could be had that he got spanked by Warlord at Newton uh, Newton Abbott early on in the season um, nice little race that was in the end and I think he'll need to improve to be back into a grade, into a grade one here um, Edward Stone is ultra consistent in big field handicaps over hurdles for, for a few years now and um, they, they stepped him over fences this season and um, he, he was going the best when brought down uh, by for pleasure in that Warwick Memo- uh, novice chase which do your job wins uh, who is Matt Rennie's turf top horse to follow he also lines up here as well um, but he got his justice at Warwick last time out beating Stepney Causeway for pleasure was also in that who brought him down uh, and Alexia de Nuts um, fairly comfortably in the end this is a he's never really been shown to the best light in in graded company uh, handicaps have been more his job and he's run with plenty of credit in that um and but a grade one here novice uh chase could probably be something that he'd be more up to and I certainly won't rule him out the occasion but for me I think I think I'm going to be going for warlord I think with the added stamina going up that hill later on um, that will certainly help him a lot. He's jumping well in the main, like I said, and it's just that keeping him interested um, on the running and possibly not going too soon. But he'll certainly get a lead off third time, Lucky, which um, will be more than more than likely. So uh, a fascinating race, lots of different angles, and and each horse in in the hole, I think, has got a decent chance. Um, and I think the market's fair enough at the minute. So. An interesting race, and I'm probably just edging towards Warlord. I like Edward Stone in this, Jim. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Look, I think he was a very similar level to third-time lucky as a hurdler. And it's just, for me, the price differential. I, I do, let's say, I fully understand why third-time lucky is 64. I think he's a better chaser than he was a hurdler. You can't not have been impressed by what he's done so far. Even I... Uh, I have nothing but positive things to say about him this season. 
But I thought Edward Stone was very, very tidy in a good race uh, at Warwick. I've got to say on his chasing debut, it wasn't, because he's, he's had a couple of goals and just never really got round, has he? But the first time he's actually got to the end of a race, he was very impressive in beating Stepney Causeway and for pleasure, neither of whom are mugs. And I'd say it's, it's a price thing. Six to four, third time lucky, nine to two Edward Stone. I think Edward Stone was actually fractionally rated superior as a hurdler. Obviously, he got more opportunity to show it. But he ended last season in cracking form, you know, finishing front-ranking some of the most competitive handicaps of the season. Looks to be at least as good as a chaser. So, at the prices, look, there's too much disparity for me. Nine to two is a, nine to two is a decent price. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think Edward Stone's got a, a cracking chance as well. Um... Like you said, very similar sort of horses, and uh, one of them could get their first grade one to the name. The Betfair Tingle Creek Gym 225, a shishkinless Tingle Creek, as much as being made of that, leaves Shaq and Poursois, the 11 to 10 favourite to beat Nubi Negra at 9 to 4, Grenatine 5 to 1, 14's Captain Guinness, and Hitman. Jim, this is a race, well, I want to say I find tricky. I don't find it tricky because I'm I'm still a huge believer in CPS. I think, you know, champion <laughs> chase last season. However, I don't want to be negative towards newbie negative because I feel like uh, I feel like. People don't appreciate Nubi Negri yet, and that there's, there's still a little bit of reluctance to describe him as a, a genuinely top-class steeple chase, which I think he is now. I have no doubt that you know he would have won. He would have won weaker renewals of the Tingle Creek. You know, I know there was a bit of debate because I know obviously Timeform said when he won the uh, when they won the Schler that he was unfortunate to be in a you know, a vintage generation of two-mile chasers and people are going, it's not a vintage generation, blah, 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 Moscow Flyer Reserve to well Chief, which, yeah, fair enough, it's not quite at that level. But compared to, you know, it's competitive. There's, there's a lot of strength away away from the very top ones. You know, the, the top, you know, six or seven two-mile chasers at the minute are all genuinely good horses. We had, you know, special tiara, you know, as a champion chaser a couple of years ago, you know, Nubi Negras already at, at anything uh, he achieved, I think. So I don't want to be, a, you know, completely dismissive of Nubi Negras because I feel like it's a horse who is currently underappreciated. However, CPS is the best chaser in training. Woof. Woof. Is he not? No, it's not. It's not a bold. Don't say it's a bold stat. Don't say it's a bold shot, Jimmy. Officially, he's on Anglo Irish classifications. I don't understand how anyone could conclude anything different after watching him for the last few years. I, I think he wins this, I, and I do agree with what you what you've said. I, I don't think New Negra does get the, the credit he probably deserves. Um, I think on another day he won that champion chase. Um, I think it was a very odd race in the end and there was about five of them that probably could have won on a different day and if you'd run it uh, ten times there'd be a different result every time um, That's I, why Jim if I if I, if Shishkin didn't exist I would 
be all over CPS already for the champion chase because I feel like people people want to put him being beaten down to the track and I don't think it was at all. I just think it was a really strange race. You'd have to worry the only time he's left Ireland he's been beat. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? You know, Cortlestar used to fall over quite a lot, but you wouldn't say, <laughs> oh, I, won't, I won't back him because he falls over sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a fair fair enough point. Um, I think he takes all the beating here. We saw what he could do at Punchestown last year. Spanked Tallahoe and Nube Negra um, by comfortable distances after after both running creditable races at Cheltenham. Um, you look at his other form, he, he's beat the best of the two mile chasers over there with Fakir Dudery at the time and Notebook put the kettle on. Uh, I know she reversed the tables at Cheltenham, but on, he's got the best form lines. He goes well fresh um, and I, I can't see past Chacon Porsois. Grenatine, my old friend, um, was probably slightly disappointing in the Holden Gold Cup last time. Um, but um, just from the pictures, he didn't necessarily look as fit as... Uh, maybe everyone like, and I'm sure he'll certainly improve from that. Um, I know he he won the race last year um, fairly snugly, but off a off a colossal high mark in comparison to that, 17 pounds higher. Um, I think I think he just struggled back in back back into a handicap. Um, the celebration chase was obviously his, his best last se- season. I don't think he's quick enough. For two miles around Sandown now. Uh, I know he won the celebration, like I've just said, but I think the step up in trip this season will find that a little bit more uh, improvement from him. And I'm hoping that he just gets slightly outpaced by some uh, quicker rivals and, uh, and that'll send connections up for the Ryanair. Yeah, that's, that's all very fair, Jim. You are a, you are a massive great team fan. You've been with him from the start. Captain Guinness and Hitman, we've not touched on yet. Look, I can kind of see Hitman taking a bit of a step forward. I think, you know, he's a horse Paul Nichols thinks massively highly of. Should have won. Should have won the whole of the Gold Cup last time, really. But we know how how Exeter is and how, you know, how much of a stamina test it is. He shouldn't have as much of an issue with Sandown, but he'll have to produce a clear career best. And same with Captain Guinness, who I think you know, at one stage with a horse with a world of potential, but at the minute he's just looking like he's probably just about a grade two chaser. Yeah, do you not think Hitman is just like uh, Il Ridotto is Hitman part two? Well, yeah, the four-year-old chaser is in the same colours, aren't they? And, uh, the the uh, the plan with Il Ridotto, I'm not sure how how long term it is. It has been with him running in the Henry VIII. I know with uh, Hitman, though, it looked like this was a plan a long way out. He, he absolutely... Was it Foss last where He absolutely battered them. Yeah, it was Mac the man he beat. Jumped him into submission. I think he's a good horse, mate. But, again, look, it's a grave on the road, good horses. And it will be a good race, even without Shishkin. I think CPS wins. Yeah, I agree. Um, not often we agree in these sorts of races, but... Here we are. Hi, up the boy. Up the boy. Good to see Willie Mullins as well. Just bring Willie. I hope Willie brings one for the Desert Orchid. Just for the laugh. <laughs> Just the constant torment 
of him. Every race that Shishkin's entered in, he just enters one, just for the fun of it. Do you reckon every other horse in John Bond's race was trained by Willie Mullins, and that's why they tried to psych him out at the start? (laughs) (laughs) I'd love that. Uh, Three o'clock, Jim, the London National. Do you have a fancy in this? Not a race I'm, I'm overly enthusiastic about, but Strictly a Dancer was a nice winner at Haydock last time, and uh, he's had a nice run of wins to his name. Um, two of them coming at Cheltenham, a gritty performance at, at Haydock. I, I think he's the most upwardly mobile out of this lot, and his price reflects that. Um, but this is a race where there's proper staying chasers who absolutely relish three mile four of, of, of the conditions. Um, and I'm sure that will be up for a task, but be interesting to see if he can pr- improve any more. But not a race I'm overly enthusiastic about. Lewis, anything for you? Uh, not massively. I just run through. Strictly Dancer's the likeliest winner, and he's a right favourite. Still unexposed as a staying chaser, completely going the right way. Jack Tudor retaining the ride from his win at Haydock. He's banging form. Uh, four to one could be look could be made to look very very generous. He's a cracking, uh, cracking. Horse he has been so far this year. Dacia Abba goes well at Sandown, second five at five to one, but look, he's not a horse I ever trust. He's capable very, of winning a race. He's capable of winning a race like this. Like uh like a very similar animal in those colours who went on the Ladbrokes trophy last weekend. Uh I kind of feel like uh you know over on the Isle of Man if they all go over there to summer to Late Mr. Hemmings as a, a dad and Dave Shirabber and Cloudy Glen are probably best mates. <laughs> uh, but I will Dave Shirabber's the sort of horse I want to be backing at, you know, 16s plus, not 5 to 1. Uh, Larry needs to prove he stays. Highland Hunter, I was kind of enthusiastic about him last time, but, you know, and he didn't end up running, but on second, Second look, and the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of thinking, actually, maybe his markings are very, very stiff. So Christmas in April is a sort of horse who, who could go well here. Ran, ran, you know, a decent race last season when he was runner up to Cloudy Glen in the Southern National at a time when the Tizard Yard, like we said, was badly out of form. He showed very little other than that last season, but he's been good so far this year. He won. One at Newton Abbott in May and a decent return at Carlisle uh, at a big price. One three five might slightly underestimate him, not by not by loads, but we might have a little bit ahead of that. And there is a race, a race in the mighty Don, uh, and he's eleven to one. I'd have expected him to be shorter given how eye catching he was at Cheltenham last time. He's one of the most awkward horses on the planet. Uh, Niall Hoolihan gets off as well. Who is one of the best claimers around at the minute, I think, which is a Another slight negative, no, uh, no disrespect to Jay Davis who's getting on board, but even with the railway fences in the mighty Don's way, and that could be some sight. Uh, <laughs> Eleven to one for a horse who I consider to be the best, potentially the best handicapped in this race might not be silly. It's one of them where I mean, look, I'm not gonna. It's a race where I'm not going to probably unlikely to have a bet, but I, I could definitely kind of see the case if someone wanted, if someone thought the mighty Don was overpriced, 
I don't think I'll put him up myself on the basis that if I put up the mighty don at Sandown, everyone will look at me and say, why are you in this job? <laughs> he goes and wins now, probably. Now I've said that. But I'll be cheering him on anyway. He's a horse I've got, I've got a lot, massive soft spot for, even though he's a very, very strange beast. Uh, 3.35 Sandown Jim, the December handicap hurdle listed race. Hudson de Gruzzi seven to two five, Metier five to one, Benson eleven to two, Samarive thirteen to two, twelve to one bar them. It's interesting this because what it's a it's a twelve runner race, but the market's pretty much made up by just four horses. You're getting double figures about more than half the field. Yeah, really, really interesting race. I'm surprised to see Metier such a big a, pri- a big price. Um, of course, went off 11-2 for the Supreme last year and, and was touted as Britain's best chance in the race and was very disappointing in the end. Um, Tall winners are all bad, apart from Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean, you, you don't know where you sort of stand with him. This is probably an interesting introduction for him. Um, it'd be a watch and learn for for me from him and me and you both fancied Benson last time at Cheltenham um, probably just outstayed in the end and uh, after stepping up and trip um, we saw him run well at Sandown last season in this race um, off a mark of 127 he's off 135 today a bit higher but I, I still think he's got the ability to go close here yeah I agree I think he won this race last year did he not and then went on and ran another decent race behind Not So Sleepy uh, at Ascot. Yeah, I, I don't think he, he stayed properly at Cheltenham first time. Up back to the two miles looks sensible. One three five looks a fair enough mark for him. I thought he was you know dead impressive in this last season. Seven pounds higher in the weights, but I think he'll go close again, mate. Yeah, Eight pounds, sorry, I can't count. <laughs> Yeah, same here. Yeah. The most horrible bouncer in Halifax used to be called Benson as well. He was some African bloke. Uh, no one liked him. Uh, but I like this sauce. It was quite funny when he, he ran through the... <laughs> when he caused carnage. He ran, yeah, ran through the rails. Almost caused a 60-61 upset <laughs> on his hurdles debut in a listed race at Sandown. It was not it. And he would come in like he was going to win, and then he just dive through the rails. <laughs> One of the strangest I've ever seen. Any horse that causes that much shit out of it is a dog. Yes, we love him. Up the Benson. Uh, Jim, moving on to Aintree on Saturday. We're only going to focus on the big two races here. Uh, the Unibet Many Clouds Chase, Jim, 13 to 8 Protector at 9 to 4 Native River, 9 to 2 Imperial Aura. 13 to 2 simply the bet, 16 to 1 Sam Brown, 20 to 1 for Tiger Roll, who bear in mind went off 8 to 1 for a grade 1 chase over course and distance only a couple of months ago. <laughs> Insane. Uh, the two amigos, the machine hoping, are making up the numbers. <sighs> Tricky. Tricky, Jim. I think I like one though. Go on. What are the prices? Would you not back Imperial Aura? Even you? No. I just couldn't have him at all. Um, I think the, the front two at the head of the market are probably where I'll be edging to. Um, 
I mean, protector up. Uh, we saw him last season uh, improve at Aintree so much and uh, beat the shunter and hit man uh, Phoenix Way and El Dorado Allen in behind. And he ran an absolute stormer uh, off 11 stone 12 in, in the Paddy Power uh, the other week behind Midnight Shadow. Um, my immediate reaction wasn't, let's step him up to three miles. Um, however, this seems to be the plan here. What Do you, th- do you think he's going to be a, a strong enough stayer? Uh, I can see it. I can see it. I wouldn't have massive doubts about him getting three miles. Because I'd just be a little bit dubious about that. If Native River gets out in a rhythm rhythm in front, I know at the age of 11 that people will be questioning whether he's still got the fire in the fire in his belly. But we quite clearly saw that at Sandown in the, uh, in the Reverti's Cotswold. Um, where he just galloped them into submission and no one could stop him. Um, he'd obviously like a little bit of juice underfoot. We have seen him win on better ground in, in his younger career. Um, however, now he likes a, a good amount to dig underfoot and uh, the current soft ground at, at Aintree is not a worry to him at all. Um, I just think he's so likeable, Native River, and at 9-4, to four, John Joe O'Neill's ridden him before. Um, we saw him ride him at Aintree and when he won the Denman uh, last year in 2020. Um, so I think he's a lot more likeable than, than Imperial Aura, who was probably unlucky to fall last time. I didn't think he was in the process of running necessarily a bad race. Um, he may have finished second or third in the end um, if uh, he wasn't going. I, I thought he jumped well in the main. Um I'm still not fully sold that he's a he's a proper graded chaser, um, but I'll leave that to be open with. Um, simply, the bets also ran with a lot of credit last time behind Protector out and Midnight Shadow in that Paddy Power. Um, just a few little chancy errors, which um, was a bit disappointing to see. His jumping's normally really really good in the hole, um, but into a grade two contest, I think he might struggle here. But um, Paul Nichols can work miracles and. Uh, I think he'll he'll have a decent chance here, but native river for me. Uh, I understand why you may have doubts about Protectorate, but I think Aintree is is a good place to try first time up, really, with him over three miles. And he's shaped like he'd stay at Cheltenham last time. So it, it's, not, it's not the trip that that makes me against him. I mean the price. The price is a factor because he does need to improve. I yeah. think his, his his form is nowhere near the best on offer here. And I'd also I'd also say look the, the price is the price is he's very very skinny at thirteen to eight. I also want to be against Native River. I just don't think Aintree suits him. He's run at the cars four times and won twice. <sighs> At what level, though? Look, he looks so slow around here. He... In, in April, he looks slow. I know last year's race was a farce. It was slow. All right. He won the, he won the mild mate over Henry Parry Morgan. It's not... No. At this age as well, Jim, bear in mind, this is a, an ageing horse who won a Welsh National. Looked quite laboured in the Gold Cup and, and plugged on. I'm just not sure he's... 
you know, he'll have the pace of that anymore. I would love him to prove me wrong because it's Native River. What a boy. But I don't know. I'm just not dead sure this is the race for him now, if that makes sense. Mm, interesting you think that because I, I, I certainly uh, don't think this. I thought this was probably the most logical option for him. Um, I know that that faster race that Lady Lad won, uh, the equivalent of this, well, this race last year. Um, but before that, he won this, and I know that was probably a bit of a farce in the end with Mike Bite um, being controversial as usual, usual uh, and probably against inferior rivals. Um, but I just think he, he he's possibly more solid under these conditions than the other other horses around him. This is this is the best many cloud chase he's been possibly ever. In terms of in terms of strength and depth, it's normally a right tin pot, you know, four under affair, as it was last year. But bear in mind as well, I can't believe I'm saying nasty things about Native River because he's one of my favourite horses ever, but. He did get outspeeded on the flat last season by Santini in this race. Santini showed more of a turn of pace on the flat. And obviously, you know, that's... Look, it's got to be a false equivalency for me to say that, therefore, Native River is a massive boat now because he attacks his fences and what brings out the best in his game. But I just think nowadays, maybe as a horse who was capable of winning the Welsh National... As a younger animal, he's a month off turning 12. He's always been a forestayer at the trip, just whether the sharpness of Aintree. You might see him done by a spacier horse like Imperial Aura, who's quick over, you know, two and a half miles. He looks like he'll be a speed three miler. I can see Aintree shooting him right down to the ground too early to tell how far he'd have gone uh, in the Betfair chase last time, but he was going all right enough. Obviously, you could say it's worrying that he's failed to complete on his last three starts, two of them being, you know, during the race. The Ryanair, you can completely write off because it was a strange, strange uh, affair and Alaho broke so many of them that I would forgive any horse finish uh, being well below form in that. I don't know, mate. I think... I think if Imperial Law has gone away in a graded race over three miles, this looks like a right opportunity for him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll agree to disagree, but um, Sam Brown, any thoughts on him? Uh, needs a bog, does he not? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I still think he's a, he's a nice horse that he can win a few nice races with this year. Um, he's got an entry in the Welsh National, which I, I, I don't think he's necessarily a, a daft uh, option for him. No. And Tiger Roll isn't, isn't a grade level chaser over three no. miles. No. And, and he never has been. No. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> the Beecher Chase, Jim, uh, what a race this is. Proper, proper competitive. It is like a mini Grand National in itself this year. Mac Totty, 13 to 2, Fav to beat Snow Leopardess at 7 to 1, 15 to 2, Mighty Thunder, 11's Kimberlite Candy, 12's Chris's Dream, and check it out. 14s, Vierli on Rouge and Lebroy. Someone, someone, somewhere is going to back Lebroy again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go again. Uh, you poor bastards. Uh, 2A Permi and Achilles 16 to 1. 20 to 1, bar including some 
proper old friends. A lot of doom and Topville bed in there as well, as is Hogan's height, who's won over these fences before. And Snow Falcon coming over as well for Noel Mead. What a little legend that boy is. Uh, what a little race, Jim. I'll let you kick it off, because this is this epitomises uh, strong staying chasing, and, uh, and I think there's no better introduction uh, to the race than for you to give it. Oh, mate, I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, no, do, you know, do, you know, do you know who I'm with, mate? Go on. A horse I have so much time for, uh, Snow Leopardess. You, are we in agreement? I don't know. Do you like her as well? I do. She's she's on the shortlist. Yeah, look, I've I, I've liked her for a while, haven't I? Uh, just looked a footer for a stay, a runner up in the Roland Merrick last season, fourth in what's looked to be a very very good renewal of the four miler Galvin. You know, probably a Grade One level performer. Now it'd be fair to say. Yeah. Next destination, you think he's a Grade One level performer? Ascaria Ten is a good horse. We know that. Snow Leopardeff was fourth and then remastered in fifth, the Mighty Don in sixth. That's a very good renewal. A very, very good renewal. You know, one first time up at Bangor this season. Again, just look, looking like she'd appreciate every single yard of any sort of step up in trips she gets. She goes up two, two furlongs further here off a mark of 140. I think she's solid. She's just very, very solid, going the right way, and there's probably more to come from her as a staying chaser. I can see this sort of big field test suit, you know. 140 might underrate her form. But the girl. Yeah, completely agree with what you said. That uh, national chase form looks absolutely rock solid. Um, up for £5 for that victory. She won that comfortably. You um, saw on Aidan Coleman's Instagram that um, he'd been schooling her over some... Uh, Grand National Star Fences at Charlie Longsden. She absolutely flew over them and, and looked um, looked like she would relish this sort of uh, step up and uh, battle. And I think she'll go very well at sevens. Massey Thunder's a horse who, who I've probably got wrong quite a bit. Um, however, uh, I think the fourth in the Charlie Hall last time I know would have been probably fifth if Sean Blue had stayed on his feet. Um, but a very nice winner of the Scottish National last year. Um, just proper stamina uh, laden uh, showed as well in that Midlands National behind time to get up. Um, has very good form in the book. Uh, off a mark of 150, I think. Still a, a, a progressive chaser and Lucinda Russell's team are in red hot form at the minute. I think Mighty Thunder will go well. Um I think my, they're my main two in my shortlist uh, at this moment in time, and, and probably Snow Leopardess edges it. Yeah, that that's completely fair, Jim. As well, look, there are so many cool horses in here. You know, the early on Rouge, what an absolute boy, Kimber like Candy goes very well over these fences. Mac Totty was a very good winner of the Grand Sefton last time out, and I say the form of his third at air is looking potentially quite hot at the back end of last season. Uh, Christian's Dream was winning a very good race in the National as well. I was surprised he was involved for as long as he was. I thought he was the sort of horse who would just, well, who would be pulled up by second beaches. 
if I'm honest, and he seemed to really take to the course and was still in a you know in a position that would have seen him possibly in the first five or six when he came down late in the day. John Joe O'Neill Jr. rides him off a mark of one two six top weight. And I just give another little shout out to a horse who had a, a good campaign without winning last season for Venetia Williams Achille in the Mon Moan colours. They entered him for the national, he was too low in the weights to get in. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him have a crack at it because he was placed, you know, in some good races behind West Approach at Cheltenham, placed in the classic chase, placed in the Grand National Child, running Lord Dumeny very, very close. I hope he runs a decent race so we can have a a swing at the big one with him because he is the sort of horse who will want four miles plus. Uh, he's 16 to 1 and 141 might not be a poor mark. I could, I could potentially see Achille going close here at a bigger price. Nothing at a, at a massive price, so that that fancy me. Uh, David Pipe's got two in there for Fergus Wilson. Uh, yeah, nothing, no, none, of the, none of the real outsiders to appeal to me. But Bestow Lepidus for me mainly and then Maybe Achilles each way. Yeah, that's fair enough. Snow Leopard S, a confident, well, <laughs> a, a positive pick from us. Moving away from Aintree, Jim, you just wanted to talk a little bit about the Welsh National Trial at, at, at Chepstow. I almost said Haydock. <laughs> that's a National Trial. Basically the same. Um, yeah. Both full of staying boats and an upwardly mobile boat. I think he's he sent Bart. Um, I think he was Adam Webb's turtle horse to follow last season. And, um, a, a campaign towards the national uh, Welsh national this year looks looks likely. Um, we saw him um, over fences three times last season. Um, got his head in front on his second start at, at Newbury. Um, beat nice horses in behind and was second to have all the gin joints at uh, Exeter. Possibly slightly disappointing uh, at Utoxeter. Never really jumped very well, never really got in a rhythm, um, but plugged on well in the end. A Welsh National, something you, that you can see up his street. I think you can get 16 to 1, 20 to 1 around him for the Welsh National. Um, I might be having a little play on him earlier uh, before the race and on the day for this race. Because if he shows any promise of the races that he's shown before, I think he'll go very close. He's, I think he's a, a very progressive uh, staying chaser, only a seven-year-old who I think he's a lot better than his mark of one three four. I agree. He looks a staying chaser to keep on side this season. Say it back. Like you said, just a, a slow galloper. The Welsh he'll, National will, he'll, will relish that. Yeah, the one that caught my eye, this isn't a, a tip at all. We just bet... One for Rosie in this race. I know. Was running, was winning, you know, free running of his chases over two miles last season. And now pitched into what's going to be a right little slog round Chepstow. An odd, odd decision. Yeah, it wouldn't be one that I'd have... I'd have... I'd have seen coming myself as well. Amir Edouard's a belting little horse as well, and he's got a good claim in Lily Pinching on board as well. Eight to one might might sort slightly underestimate his chances of going well. He was consistent last season, got no luck when he was brought down in the national. Obviously, his trainer Graham McPherson has now merged with Fergal O'Brien, so Fergal's name's on the license now. He's a good horse, but I'm with you, Jim St. Bart's wins. I'd also say I like Colorado Dock in general. It'd been, a, you know, a cracking horse for the Brace family. Ran another good race 
uh, at Newbury last week when chasing home Fanny and Destreval. And it's Honeysuckle's big brother. Yeah. On to the Sunday, Jim. Uh, I say we don't have final decks for this. We're recording on Thursday. Uh, the Peterborough chase, All Mankind, is 5-4 to four, Fav to beat Fusil Raffles at 9-2. to 6-1 to one first flow. Master Tommy Tucker, notebook. Hitman's winning on Saturday. Sevens, Eldorado Allen, Fernando Silva, and 10-1 to one for Nuts. Well, uh, Jim, there are barely any bigger All Mankind fans on the planet than me. Uh, I just hope he batters them. Yeah. I don't have any analysis. I just hope he batters them. Same here. Um, I'd love him to go closer. And we've called it early season. Uh, Aintree's going to be the target and uh, hopefully can follow through with that. Well, I, I, I thought Dan said after the old roll that they weren't going to run him again until the second half of the year. So I'm buzzing to see him back out. Look, I think 5-4 to four might be a bit short because there are viable threats. Fusil Raffles, he's a good horse. He's no mug. Obviously fortunate to win the Charlie Hall last time out, but you know, a, a very, very capable animal at grade two level. First flow probably won't get his ground. Master Tommy Tucker, I mean, when I'm saying capable, he definitely is. You know, and two and a half miles, he's right up his street, but he'll have all mankind to contest with on the front. And that, I mean, could that just be a recipe for disaster for Master Tommy Tucker if he's got, you know, if all mankind's almost egging him on. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's any horse you want challenging you, challenging you for you jumping at the, at the front, it's not all mankind. No, notebook's interesting. Coming over from Ireland, and he won first time up this season in the four trio. Uh, well, that was one of the most tin pot grade twos you will ever see, beating you know an asthmatic Sam Crow <laughs> and a load of and a load of horses that you've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's killed me. Well, yeah, but uh, it's interesting to see uh, uh, an Irish Raider in the Peterborough chase, but I don't think he beats all mankind, who is an exceptional grade one chaser. Agreed. Up up the main man. Uh, and the John Durkin Jim at Punchestown. A race that, you know, is often used as a starting point by, well, really some of the, the biggest stars in the sport. Min won it in the fog last season. Only priced up with one firm at the minute, but on violin, four to five to beat. Fakir Dudri at seven to two. Alaho at four to one. Fives Asterian Falange. Tens Album Photo Janadil. Twelves Tornado Fly up fourteen to one. Bar them. You know, Jim, I'm, I still retain full faith in on Violin. I think, you know, for a long time, well, for probably three seasons up until the Mars last year, I thought he was very possibly the best people, well, the best racehorse I had ever seen in the National Hunt game. Obviously, you know, I wasn't, I'm not saying there that. You know, I'd already said he was the greatest after he won the Ballymore, but I thought I had I had never seen a horse with as much just raw ability and versatility as on Wilen. And I, normally I'd, I'd be saying, oh, I hope he absolutely wants this slot, 
but this is a really, really decent opportunity for the opportunity for Fikir is it not? Because we we now know that Ovalen isn't isn't infallible. And Fakir Udariz is sort of dead sound and solid horse who is going to be capable of winning grade ones if they place him right. Yeah, he's he's such a likeable animal, Fakir Duderini. Uh, he bolted up in the Clon Maloyle, um and maybe the horses in behind aren't aren't up to the level that they is that are in this race. Um, so admirable won nice races throughout the season including the Melling um, and puts a serious challenge towards um, Envoy Allen I mean like you said he now we know that he isn't bomb proof um, there's there's always the option where he could be uh, taken on and uh, I mean like you said I'm, I'm a fan of Envoy Allen as well and I think he will be very difficult to beat but uh, if it isn't a going day um, I'm sure Fakir Dudri will be, will be there to sweep up the pieces um, Envoy Allen is it was nice to see him back last time but it was it was, it was just what we all expected from him wasn't it um, and it'd be interesting to see against better opposition how he fares here yeah look it'd be, I'd be happy with either result again I wouldn't back on Violin at odds on at the minute, maybe against... Do you know what? I'd probably back him at odds on if Akia Duderi wasn't there. Because I cannot have a Styrian for Longe at 5-1 to one to win a grade one. <laughs> really? It's mental, that, isn't it? Even, and look, even when things even when things go right for him, I still think he needs to prove that he's a grade one level chaser, even at his best. Uh you could never, you could never back a horse at four to five at odds against with Asterian Falonji in the race, could you? Because <laughs> there's always that element of doubt <laughs> that some shit's gonna go down. Oh, right. it's like our old plan from Chelsea the minute having like as a a wild card where you draw out which race he's gonna go into <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit of a bonus as a pinball to make things interesting. Any two runner novice chase, just stick him in. Stick it on Syrian for long and make it fun. Make it interesting. Yeah, un- unless it's between my Jordan and Jin online. <laughs> Christ, imagine that. The carnage that that race would have had. <laughs> well, it would have been like a cha-cha slide. <laughs> Into the cameraman. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh if, look, if I were to have, a, if if you were to push me for a bet, I'd probably side with Fakir Udri, But this is a watch and enjoy race for me at the prices currently. I wouldn't want to back a horse. Like I say, I wouldn't want to back on Valen as much as I love him. At odds on up against a horse I consider a genuine rival in Fakir Udri. Yeah, agreed. I'd need him to only have mugs to beat, and unfortunately, he doesn't have them there. Uh, you know, mean should be back as well in the hilly way. Yeah, he's not ducking any punches like uh, said other chasers. I mean, it could cut up, Jim. It could be a really bad race. <laughs> We're saying ducking, ducking any punches. He might only have... <laughs> Asthmatic know, Sam Crow and... <laughs> Pashback Sam Crow and Daily Tiger to beat. You go, oh, he's not ducking. He's, he's taking on the big guns there. <laughs> he's taking on the big guns. Uh 
Nav have a good card as well on Saturday, and we don't really have time to go through that. Uh, their big handicap chase, the Fox Rocks, got the like of the likes of Conflated, Expatriate, Winter Escape, Foxy Jacks, Paloma Blue are all horses you'll be familiar with. The favourites are a horse <laughs> trained by Dermot McLaughlin called Wah Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope he's quite good, uh, just just for his name. And uh, the beginner's chase as well at Navin looks absolutely gorgeous on Saturday. Ashdale Bob, Blue Sarri, Champlain Gold, Column of Fire, Dior Kerr, Everglow, Fangio de Vasse, Farouk Delen. Joshua Webb might not be a mug, to be fair. Some of his form's half decent. Keskin Risk, who I was a massive fan of when he won his bumper. For, for Timmy Hyde, Silver Sheen, Velvet Elvis. That's a good race. A cracking, a cracking beginner's chase. Actually, you've got you've got three or four in there that you that you hope might be capable of winning graded races. Ashdale Bob was going very well behind Bob Ollinger when he unseated at Gowran. Mhm, agreed. Riviera tells odds on favourite to beat the real deal. Uh, in the Claire and Davies novice chase as well. That's a grade three. Uh, the real deal. Yeah. That should be good fun. Uh, <laughs> and and Gin toes out against Eric Bloodaxe in the grade two novice hurdle there at Navin. I think we've covered almost everything, pal. I think so. It's just time for our naps next best and third best. Uh Oh, can I let you go first this week? Far away. Um, I think my nap is going to come at Weatherby, which is a, a meeting that we haven't covered. Um, a nice early start on Saturday at 11.52 uh, with the Trevor Hemmings, uh, the, the exos of the late Trevor Hemmings owned Hillcrest. Um, I really like what he did at Aintree. He beat some nice horses in behind. He won a bumper here, um, looking very green. Very outpaced and, and very unlike a, a Trevor Hemmings style of horse um, and stayed on strongly. Beat uh, a nice horse of Ollie Murphy's in behind and Harper's Brook. Harper's Brook has since won since and runs in the grade two on Friday at Sandown. Um, and his two mile four win was, was comfortable in the end and, and stayed on strongly. Travelled like the best horse in the race. Um, I think there's a few in behind who I think will go well uh, in the future, but I think this boy's got a bit of uh, bit of a future ahead of him, and I, I think he he'll get the better of that race, and he's going to be in my nap of the weekend. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him out uh, at 11:52 on Saturday, still sat in my pajamas. Um, uh, my next best well, is going to be fairly boring uh, and be Chacon Porsois, uh in the Tingle Creek. I think he takes all the beating, and my third best is going to come in a race that we've just gently brushed aside, the, the novice handicap hurdle, uh, and it's going to be triple trade. Uh, he's off a mark of 118 here, top weight in this. Uh, 12 to 1 he is at the moment. I thought he ran a really interesting and eye-catching race behind JPR1, Luttrell lad, and I and Maximus last time out. Um, <clears throat> he plodded on in behind uh, over two miles. Uh, Showing that the form early on in his career, third to, to Mai Tai, I know he's been uh, a fair distance in the end, but behind Thunder Rock uh, and didn't run awfully that bad uh, behind in, in a nice uh, Wincanton race. I think a mark of 118 is very fair. Uh, 
and I think there's a bit more progression to come for him and, and 12 to 1 is a bit of value for me so uh, he's going to be my third best That's all fair I, just, I, I did forget to mention obviously Ellie May is coming over to Britain as well uh, for the list of Chase at Aintree that should have been at Leicester Carlisle Carlisle, Carlisle. yeah uh, she's up against Annie Mack there and there is a good a good handicap chase earlier on the card at Aintree as well with Galahad Quest annual Invictus and Pink Legend heading the betting. Uh, I think the novice's handicap chase at Chepstow might be the race for one of our old friends, Jim Sizable, Sam 7-1. to one. He was never, ever going to be quick enough uh, behind Nassalan on his chasing debut. Didn't look, it, it didn't go to plan, but it was never going to be the race for him. Up in trip to three miles, that's what we want to see him do. Over a fence, seven to one. Yeah, go on, let's nap the sandboy. Fair enough. Uh, my next best. See, there's not loads I like at the prices this week. In fact, no, can I wind you up? I'll go next best sizable Sam. Let's nap Imperial Aura. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's a, a, a losing winning, a losing winning, a losing nap for this week. Well, no, you see, just because of the pleasure it would give me if I if I won with with Imperial Aura as my winning nap for the week up against Jim, uh, and as I've got a, as so far I've gone nine to two and seven to one. Can I have All Mankind as my third best? Just Go on. All Mankind, Shaq and Poswar double. Is that, is that the nap of the weekend, as soon as you've got a daft nap originally? <laughs> no, if I were to be boring, if I sip it one horse, I think it wins it, it'd be Shackun, but he's even money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, you can have them as a giant third best. Uh, there aren't really any rules for this podcast anymore, to be fair, are there? <laughs> Every man for himself. It is. Which is what Shackle Poswa means. Well, even better. You see, Jim, that's a sign that, it's a sign from Jim Watson, he wins, he's still a monster. Uh, thanks to everyone uh, for staying with us for this long. Uh, <laughs> thanks to rating the races for their continued support. Thanks for being here, James Watson. And thanks for hosting once again. Yep, uh, Town away at Cunningham's the second round of the FA Cup on Sunday as well. Biggest game we've had in years, up the shame, and uh, we'll see you all again soon. See you soon, stay safe.